0: Hi everyone, welcome to another research review. This week I looked at the Katie et al. paper from 2020, looking at the influence of the back foot position uh, on the results of a weight-bearing lunge test. So when it comes to any of our assessments or assessment techniques that we use it's really important to make sure that they are reliable that is so when we uh, test either compare patients to each other or are just retesting the same patient over a period of time we want to make sure that our test is accurate and reliably this produces similar results or is going to uh, accurately show us a change if there is one because if our test isn't reliable in that way The question is, is, should we be doing it anyway? Because if there's variance that we're detecting, if we can't be, um, we can't rely on the fact that that's actually detecting a variance, not measurement area, then we can't be utilising that information effectively. So what the study did is it took uh, 52 participants, uh, they were athletes that were involved in cutting and change of direction sports, they then got them all over a couple of days, uh, as well as um, repeatedly testing them during each of those sessions, Uh, got to do a weight-bearing lunge test, and they set up the methodology in such a way to make sure that we we weren't getting uh, any impact from participants warming up, doing the test repeatedly in quick succession, which may impact the results if they were testing different techniques. What they were comparing is three different uh, positions of the rear foot. So one was completely flat on the ground, so back foot with the heel on the ground. The second position was back foot uh, still weight bearing, but with the heel off the ground, so weight bearing on the toes. And position three was essentially a single leg squat stance, so the rear foot, or sorry, the back foot completely off the ground and only weight bearing on the testing leg. What they found was is there was actually a pretty significant difference between each of the three positions, with um, a decreased range of motion uh, in position three compared to position two, and, and position three showing the greatest range of motion uh, available over position two and position one. And all of these differences were statistically significant. Really, with position one showing an average of about eight to eight. Uh, 0.5 centimeters measured on in a tape measure uh, showing that there was about 10 centimeters on average uh, in position two on a tape measure and about 12 centimeters available on average uh, on a tape measure in position three. So it's highlighting that the back foot position that you adopt does influence the results. What they found was that the results that they got were actually really really similar to Reported um, stats elsewhere. So when we compared what we sort of know on average, we sort of have always well the numbers that have always been floating around are about eight to ten centimeters on average, and that matches what we're seeing with the weight bearing uh, these weight bearing lunge tests in position one and two, which is generally the the methodology also used in uh, those tests that are highlighting that the average is about eight to ten centimeters. In position three, we showed that there was a much greater of range of range of motion available, which makes sense because, um, or what the uh, authors were hypothesising, is that because uh, ankle joint dorsiflexion is achieved through translation of the, ta- of the talus posterior medially and the fibula um, anterior laterally, that it's sort of like this gliding sort of motion when we have our our weight or our centre of gravity, centre of mass further forward, uh, we actually get more of that translation available compared to when we have our weight or centre center of gravity more posteriorly or, or leaning back, sort of being a split standpoint between our two legs, that we don't get as much as that translation. What they highlighted though is because when you think about that information, you think position three would then be the best way to test. Uh, that would be the best position to use because obviously it shows the greatest round of range of motion available. However, they highlighted that a single leg stance can be influenced by things such as uh, potentially the participants or the patient's lack of ability to control medial lateral movement or torsional movements. So it's not, not going to be the most reliable method because when you're testing someone using a um, single leg stance, uh, the, all of the different ways that they could move could impact the results. And not everyone is going to be able to do a single leg stance either. So we think about elderly popul- populations, we think about young populations as well, trying to guide them through a movement uh, that would have to be quite strict in terms of how we control their movement. But um, also certain, certain ages, um, so younger ages, might not have the balance or the control to actually achieve that reliably. So their recommendation was that position two, so the back foot with the heel up, um, so weight bearing on just the forefoot, was the uh, best sort of compromise, and it was also given the fact that it matches how uh, a lot of other people have previously done, uh, the, or previous studies have looked at the weight bearing lunge and produced average results. Uh, that makes the most sense, compared to trying to use a new method that may not be uh, reproducible, but also we don't have as much information of averages and how we can interpret those results. What was interesting as well is that they found that the tape measure was the most reliable method for measuring uh, weight-bearing lunge tests. So I was always taught that the most accurate way is to use angles because uh, foot size might actually uh, influence the results of weight-bearing lunge test. And the issue that I always ran into and that was highlighted in this paper was it was always difficult to actually use any other method, so an inclometer or a goniometer because of bony landmarks on positioning. And so I always found that my results were highly variable. And that's exactly what this study highlighted as well, was that there is a lot more measurement error when we're starting to try and use angle meters. So while they might seem uh, more reliable because we're actually measuring the angle, or the, well, sorry, the angle between the um, tibia and the ground, in reality, because it's difficult measuring it, and there's a lot of measurement error that can come in that's not the not the preferred or the recommended way. At the moment, simply using a tape measure because it is more reliable, especially um, intra-rater reliability, so comparing it from, from uh, the same participant um, repeated it over time or at different times, that is the preferred method. Which is good because it's also the easiest way to measure as well. So I think, Big, big takeaways from this are we've got a um, way that we can use the um, weight-bearing lunge test in the most reliable way, position two, uh, back foot with the uh, rear foot elevated, so weight-bearing on the forefoot. Um, but it, I think what the what this paper highlights is something that we don't take into account quite often, which is what is the reliability and the validity of our tests? What are we actually doing and does it tell us what we're doing and why? And so when we look at a lot of our uh, assessment techniques, we should be asking more of these questions of, you know, is this actually, am I measuring what I'm measuring? And therefore, if I'm gonna use this information to make a decision, can I reliably say that differences compared to norms or differences that I'm seeing from the same person from time to time is actually true. And when we have just a cursory look at a lot of the other assessment techniques we do, the thing that I would highlight and not something to be discussed now but potentially in the future is that a lot of our assessment techniques don't show that reliability and don't show that validity either. So I think we should be It's great, we get the weight-bearing lunge test, we have a really reliable way that we can do it, but we should be asking these questions of other, other tests as well.